Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. We've had some uh, uh, Facebook contact and Twitter from people um, asking us to deal with things like compression and upload to different sites and stuff. We're looking into all of that. Yeah. you got to understand it took us nine weeks to learn how to turn the microphones on. Plug them in. <laughs> Uh, that somebody did suggest that we get our podcast gurus onto it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, the, the nerds. Yeah. 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 We, I am the nerd. Yeah. You are speaking to him. Yeah. Charlie is much more qualified than me and he's not that qualified. I just bought myself a pocket protector the other day because I want to look the part. Yeah, did you uh, actually buy yourself a pocket protector? Where would you no, buy them? I don't know. I'm just quoting like every nerd film. Don't yeah. wear pocket protectors. Nerds are has, us. Has anyone ever seen an actual pocket protector in real life? Or is that just a thing that's been made up for a Hollywood 80, 80s nerd films? It's like a hoverboard. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Back to the Future hoverboard. Neither of those things actually exist. What will exist first? The hoverboard or the pocket protector? Uh, are you disappointed there aren't hoverboards yet? I mean, that is one of my... I mean, that is, I know this is the thing that people talk about a lot about the um, your future and where our hoverboards. Mm. But no, I wasn't even that good at skateboarding, so I don't really want to be... Get, like, <laughs> I'm the same. Like, yeah. a hoverboard would be great if you're a cool guy who could already skate. But yeah. for me, it's just another... Thing an, you can fall off. Exactly. And not impress girls on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. I love this. I love the future. Here's another way I can end up in a hospital system <laughs> that hasn't evolved in any way. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting, now I'm going to get on my hoverboard. And I would be one of those people if I got a hoverboard too, that like, uh, you know, I would want to get around on it, but I'd, I'd like lie down on it. And I'd like, you know, just sit on it yeah, and like that. paddle myself yeah, that, that, that's, around. That's the, that's the loser kid who yeah. is too pussy to learn how to skate. He gets on one knee and pushes yeah. off with the other foot. That's All my sisters could skate. Like yeah. when Back to the Future came out and, you know, everyone started skating, like all my sisters could skate. I couldn't do it. I was, I'm the guy who had to get someone to push me while I was on it. Yeah, I've got a car. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I would <laughs> like want a hoverboard oh, you'd be, you or want a, a skateboard. You want a flying car though. You're disappointed about no flying car. You, you, okay, so you take no hoverboards, but what right. about the flying car? You want one of those? I suppose so. Or a flying bike. Flying motorbike would be better than a flying car, I well, reckon. I'd like to listen to the radio. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, we'll get a helmet. That's with, why I uh, never liked a, the, the, like a motorbike. You could, you could put Motorbikes head- are cool, you could right? Get, you could get uh, headphones. Wireless. Are you allowed to wear- We're in the future. They're wireless headphones. <laughs> Are you allowed to listen to wireless headphones when you're on your motorbike? Because wouldn't you, or when you're on your flying motorbike? Because wouldn't you need to have an awareness of your surroundings so that you didn't hit other people on flying motorbikes We'd, or you'd have to ask the, seagulls or something? You'd have to check with the ATA. That's the Air Traffic Authority. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. Uh, they, they had a really brutal uh, advertising campaign where right. they did a lot of like just realistic ads. Yeah, drowsy flies die. Yeah, people like have, falling off hoverboards. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Carl warning people not to have micro sleeps <laughs> while they're on their hoverboard. <laughs> uh, it'd be fine if you had the only flying bike because that's convenient. Do you mean like if it's if oh, a motorbike or bike? Whatever. A flying bike would look more pussy. Let's get it, let's let's call it a flying motorbike. Mate, if you're the only one who's flying, it doesn't matter how pussy you look. Yeah, but if you're on it was like cool a, in AT, and there was a there was a basket on the front of that bike. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was still pretty cool flying bike. It's okay, cool. Cool. We've got the spiky dokes. We've yeah. got one of those orange flags, the triangle on it. Yeah. All right. I don't mind if I've got the only thing that flies. That's cool. Yeah. I would on purpose. Just to piss people off. Well, if I had a flying bike, yeah. It'd be like one of those crazy people's bikes where there's like a <laughs> raccoon tail on like some no, sort of flag. You put at the those end. Uh, radical Christian messages in like yeah. every city, there's a guy riding a bike and it's like Jesus says, you put yeah. one of those, or <laughs> you have the flying missionary bike. Yeah, totally. I, I, would, I would like a, um, and I'd like it to be one of those, um, what are those double bikes where two people can pedal them? Um, like the goodies one, but yeah. one less. Yeah, like the goodies. I, I'd like a flying goodies bike. So I could take two friends. So I could take two friends. Because be- there's no point having a flying bike. If you can't, like, take some friends. But would you, 
like you know how ride it, you, it's hard to ride one of those three person bikes with one person would it be hard to fly one of those ones i can't imagine that your pedaling and balance has much to do with the ability of this magical bike to fly yeah so so it's just an arbitrary number you could have three seats on that bike you could have five is that what we're saying are they are they loading limits? i guess so but i want to keep it exclusive <laughs> You know, I don't want to value, you know, like the joy of a ride on my flying bike. Although it would like, be a really impressive entrance if you rocked up to some party and there's like 25 people on a bike. On a flying... No, because then everyone would be cool. Yeah. If I have a flying bike, I want to rock up to the party on my flying bike and have everyone be like, you know, oh my God, your bike flies. You know, you could, you could have, if you had two flying bikes, you could have one that only you and two friends get to ride and yeah. the other one you just keep locked up. And let no one else ride it because you're that cool. It's that exclusive. You're like, I need a backup just yeah. in case. I've got my emergency flying bike. <laughs> That's when you just go cruising on weekends. It's a convertible. I always thought that if I got rich enough, because I love like the idea of a motorbike. Yeah. Like it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Like, you know, so, and the idea of like being able to leave somewhere or arrive somewhere. Yeah. Like on a motorbike yeah. is cool. Yeah. So I thought if I was ever rich enough, that I would have a motorbike yeah. and I would only ever drive it away from places and to places. Yeah. And then like the rest of the time. So like, you know, we're at a party and it's like, I'm like, hey, Charlie, I got to go. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I, know, I think I'm really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Like I want to, I want to say something really cool, like to leave a party. Maybe okay, someone's so, all right. Okay. Right. So you're at, a, yeah. you're at a, an art gallery opening. Yeah. And you need to leave. So your your farewell has to have like a pun in it. Oh, you know? something to do with... Uh, like, you know... Oh, uh, yeah, right. So, but not even a good pun. Yeah. Like, because it'd be some sort of really cheesy, like, you know, um, Chuck Norris style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pun. So it's got it's to be like a good pun, something like... Yeah, um, so it'd be like Chuck Norris at the end. So, like, there'd be like a fight. So this is me. This is what I'm at. I'm yeah. imagining myself being Chuck Norris, right? Yeah. And we're at the art gallery. Yeah. Uh, and then someone's being a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I punch him out. Yeah. No, you roundhouse kick him. Roundhouse kick him. <laughs> yeah. And then I just say something like, I don't know much about art, but I know what I like to roundhouse kick. <laughs> and then I jump on my motorbike, and which happens to be in the art gallery <laughs> for yeah. reasons that I haven't quite understood. And, and then I just like ride out of there. Yeah. And then like... As soon as I'm down the street and around the corner, I go into the back of like a truck. Like Night Rider, Night, Night, Night Rider Industries truck. Yeah, totally. I go into the back of the truck and then like I get in a comfortable car and go to wherever <laughs> I need to go. And then like I come out of the back of the truck to arrive at places. Yeah. So just entrances and exits. Have you, have I told you my idea for the adult pram? No. Oh, this is my, this is a concept that I copyright Charlie Clawson. Okay. But this is my perfect exit to an evening. You know, like when you're a kid, the best thing in the world when you were little and your parents took you to some like dinner party or whatever is you'd fall asleep and then they'd carry you out to the car and they'd you know, put you in the back seat and they'd drive you and then they'd carry and put you into bed. Yeah. I've got this idea. I think I was too heavy. <laughs> really? That, <laughs> yeah. that My parents would leave me in the car. I, quite, I remember quite a lot. I would get home from things like and I was clearly asleep in the car. And you know, when you're a kid, you get so asleep that you can't. Like, you just can't wake up, even yeah. if you have an awareness yeah, yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. there is something going on. Yeah. My parents were just like, oh, he's too fat. <laughs> Leave him in the car. No, you Lock wake, up the mints. You, you wake up in the morning in the park, you're on a steep incline towards a lake. Your dad comes back in the morning and goes, fuck, the handbrake on. <laughs> now, my idea for the adult pram is, yeah. so just say you're out at the pub and you don't want to drive home because you yeah. have too many drinks, you call the adult pram service. A giant pram pulls up outside and this guy comes in, or a girl, 
yeah. picks you up out of your chair, carries you out, puts you in the giant pram. Mm. They put on some nice music, <laughs> like a little mobile of things you're interested in. So is it you'd a, be like hang on, bulldogs wait. and is Buffy. It, is it an actual pram? It's a giant pram. It's a, like if you enlarged a normal-sized pram to fit an adult person. So from, what, uh, two feet to... What are you times that by? I don't know. But five, like, yeah, we'll feet. see. Well, it's you a know. 10 foot, let's say it's a 10 foot adult pram so right. basketballers yeah. can even be looked after. In case Aaron Sanderlands, the That's Fremantle right. Dockers Ruckman, yeah. has had a big night out celebrating Man Monday. Well, they probably come in different sizes as right. well because they cater, they cater to everyone. You could probably go online. Mm. There'd be an application yeah. on your iPhone, adult pram. And so you could select, okay, I want this pram. So you could order one your size with, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. You get a regular size one for midgets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we call that the mini. Yeah, we, we, we've got a lot of drunk midgets. No, we'll get the, especially yeah. after, uh, oh, I don't know, what do midgets go to? I don't know, the, 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 the final midget. night of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the musical. <laughs> the rap party. The midget brown light. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so the pram, this person comes in, they pick you up from where you are, they carry you out and they put you in the pram. Yeah. And then they very slowly push you home, just rocking it gently. The best bit is you get back to your place. They take you out of the pram. They carry you upstairs. They put you into bed. They smooth your hair down, uh, and then they leave. And they, then they, they pack in and rape you five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> they pat you back until you vomit, <laughs> and then they change your nappy because you've. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So you have to kind of be everyone. I've told that too. Drunk. Always brings up the sexual thing. Like everyone that keeps when I tell them that story is like, oh yeah. So they carry you upstairs. I'm like, yeah. They, they put you into bed. Yeah, yeah. And then they go, and everyone's like. What? what? What's the point? And the point is, it's that comfort level of being a kid. Yeah, again I didn't find it sexual. I think it would be weird. <laughs> Even if it, if, was like, sexual. if it was sexual. They've just, like, you're, you're, love... you're essentially a baby. Hang on. You're so... a giant drunk baby. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. exactly what it is. I mean, because people make that joke all the time. That, that know, uh, drunks are the same as babies. Exactly. They both slur and they vomit so and let's treat wet them themselves. The same, man. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. I would love that. I'd love to be, and, and the, what I like to. Well, I suppose then maybe they could breastfeed you. Uh-huh. They could breastfeed you. Ah. Like, you know, before bed. Oh, we, so, okay, so it's like, better staying with you. That's a baby thing. thing. That's yeah, not a sexual totally, thing. That's totally. like a... Can you shit your pants? Yeah, definitely. So they would... Well, I don't know. It's your business, but... All right. Well, I mean, we could... Like, you'd it. probably pay more. That would be an optional extra, I'd yeah. say. You could shit your pants. Would you like the shit package? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And would they, they have to... Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I'm going to ring up your business. Okay. What is it called, you're, you're, by the you way? You can be my first customer. Yeah, I'll be your first customer. What's, what's your... Adult, uh, adult pram. Keep it simple. No? Really? Does it sound weird? Adult pr- Oh, no, okay. no. That's going to be called, like, the, I don't know, the prambulance or, like, something, uh, like, you know, like, or it's got to have a pram, like... Uh, it's got to have to do, it's got to, got to do with grown-ups mm. and prams. So like maybe pram I am or... Pram- Kitty Fiddler. <laughs> Kitty Fiddler. <laughs> that's going to be awkward when people try to look up the, on the internet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's not called Kitty Fiddler. No. Uh, be a kid. Um, uh, I'm just a baby. Don't be a baby. Be a baby. Be a baby? Be my baby. Be but, my baby. No, that's that sounds sexual. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> be my baby. Uh, um, babes in the woods. Um, come on. You're the fucking... What's your... I mean, I'm just saying. It's your yeah, business. I'm brainstorm with me. Let's, oh, yeah, okay. Let, let, let's brainstorm. So All right. Give me some ideas. What about the company? Um, I don't know. Uh, son of Pram. Son of Pram? I don't know. I was trying to think of something <laughs> that had pra- like Pram. Um, uh Prambling, prambling, something prambling. Prambling. Um, it's got to do with being grown up, though, being a full-sized pram. Oh, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> easy off pram. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, pram. Easy off pram. Doesn't easy it? off pram. Because it's you know you get taken away. The by easy the pram. off pram. All right. Well, anyway, whatever. Let's just call um, it adult pram. Okay. <laughs> Pending name change. Yeah. <laughs> 
If you have an, a, a name idea for Charlie's adult pram business, feel free to hit us uh, on the Tofop website. Yeah, or we'll just hopefully we'll get to one by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, okay. So uh, you're calling me. All right. So it's my fir- you're probably my first customer. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, bring, bring. Hello, adult pram. Charlie speaking. Wow, you answered that really quick. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, this, this is brand new. How'd, how'd you find us? Uh, what, uh, you actually left your card in my bar. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Okay. So uh, how can I help you? Uh, well, um, uh, sorry, can we just say I'm actually holding my hand up in <laughs> on the phone fashion. Will's not committing. <laughs> To the, uh, oh, would, to it, the scene. would it would it be better for you if I help my <laughs> no no help no, you get in character because in the scene I can't see you because I'm at work and you're yeah. calling me from somewhere else so I'm in a bar I can't see you right now I can't hold my, I'm on hands free I'm in my office yeah that yeah. the reason I don't have a phone up to my in this imaginary scenario I'm on hands free okay well I'm on speakerphone so yeah. I put my phone down all, all right, right let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so this is this adult prams yes this is uh, can you sorry I, I'm just it's a bit hard to tell from your card exactly what the nature of your business is. Oh, well, sir, we provide transport um, for adults, but with the comforts and benefits of being a child. Right. Would you say pram sport? Pram sport. Oh, yeah. Pram sport. Yeah. yeah that's the actually the name of the company, didn't I? Sorry. <laughs> oh, right. We changed it last week. I right. forgot to say transport. Yes. Yeah, right. Transport. <laughs> pram sport. <laughs> pram sport? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the name of my own company. <laughs> Pram Sport. Right. Pram Sport, okay. yes. Can you run Hello, me- uh, Charlie speaking. <laughs> You're called Pram Sport. Um, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what Pram Sport actually does? Uh, didn't we just talk about this? Pram Sport provides mm. uh, transport for adults who are looking for the comforts and benefits of being a child. Right. Uh, but like, I'm in a bar right now and we have a couple of drunk adults here who are looking for a ride home. Is that the sort of... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Would they like the uh, double pram? Uh, no, as far as I know, they're not, um, they're, they're two separate. This oh, is two okay. separate bookings. So you need to book two separate. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, we've just had a, look, I mean, there was a big, a, 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 we had a Jack and the Beanstalk, um, local amateur production. Oh, great. Uh, so we have a giant, a guy who's uh, nine foot tall, uh, and he's very drunk. He's been drinking all day. Um, and so he, uh, he needs something. And, uh, but we also have, a, a, a quite a short fella. Sure. So you yep. need the you need the deluxe and the uh, and the uh, Anthony Clear special. All right, the Anthony Clear special. Yeah, that's all right. Our, that's our smallest one. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds great. Sure. Uh, so, how does it actually work? So, uh, you give me your address, and mm. I'll send two drivers around. Right. One uh, driving the deluxe, the other driving the Anthony Clear special. Uh-huh. Um, uh, when they come in, you'll be able to identify them. They're wearing uh, they're dressed like ma- nannies. Um, right. Uh, Victor- Are they women? Victorian era nannies. Um, no, they can be men, they can be women, but they're all dressed like Victorian nannies. It's, okay. It's, it's just a kind of branding thing we're going for. Yep, sure. Um, so you, you, they'll walk into the venue, you just uh, make yourself known to them, point out uh, who the passengers are, right. and they'll carry them out, put them in the prams, and uh, take them home. Oh, well, that, that, that sounds fantastic. What's the cost? $1,000. What? As a deposit. What? And then $12,000 per passenger. $12,000 per passenger? Uh, yes. These guys just want to ride home from the bar, mate. I'll be honest with you. I haven't really done the maths on this. <laughs> and there's not a lot of other businesses to compare it to. So uh, I'm more than happy if you just want to name a price. It's just I've put my life savings in this business. And to be honest, I'm $24,000 in debt. So if you could just give me $24,000. Pramsport has not been going. I'll be honest with you. I'll, be, I'll level with you. You sound like a nice guy, but Pramsport was a bad idea, man. <laughs> It was a really, really bad idea. My wife's left me. Uh, my kid's gay. I don't know if it has anything to do with transport, but he hates me. Uh, please, just give me $24,000 so I can just forget about this nightmare. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I can help you out. So I, 
I mean, I've got a little bar of mine and, you know. It- I am going to kill myself on the phone right now. I have a shotgun under my chin. Just give me $24,000 or blow the fucking razor. Uh, do you have uh, caller ID identify on your phone? No, I don't. Bye. <laughs> and see. <laughs> I hung up my imaginary phone. Though, I just, know. just for the record. I was waiting for you to say click. <laughs> click. Theater, um, theater of the mind. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that would be the problem. I, I, I think <laughs> the cost. I think pricing. You know what I think? Because why are people going to pay for something where they're asleep for most of it? It doesn't have to be asleep. You can just lie back. You know, I mean, you can deck it out to... It's not like you get in there and there's like kids chew toys and... <laughs> kids don't have chew toys. I've got a dog. <laughs> kids toys. Uh, unless, of course, you're the parents of Dog Boy from mm. E Street. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? Did you no. ever watch E Street? Yeah, I watched E Street. You know who was um, at the Helpman Awards the other night uh, looking insanely hot still? Was Kelly Abbey. Do you remember Kelly Abbey? Oh, the Abby? dancer. Yeah. yeah. She played... Didn't she play Kelly Abbey on E Street or did she uh, have a name? Oh, I think she had a name. Kelly Valentine. But she Joey was- Valentine. No, yeah. that was the mute guy. Yeah. That was a fucking great show, East Street. East Street. That really fucking, for a while there, with the whole Mr. The Bad. The whole Mr. Bad thing was unreal. That and, was like, and you know that they, they totally revised their, like, you know, Mr. Bad turned out to be. Well, hang on. For the people who never, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for, for those me, of you who just bought the East Street box set. But, and there is an East Street box set. Uh, is there really? Yeah, Mr. Bad. The whole, I actually want to buy it. It's the Mr. Bad kind of um, storyline. I would love to watch the E Street box. So can you run me through? Because I saw all the Mr. Bad thing, but I've kind of forgotten a bit of it. I remember he painted his face. Yeah. But can you Silver do you black. remember the actual yeah. so, story? Okay. And there may be some holes in yeah. here. So if anyone knows this true story. If anyone is a massive E Street fan <laughs> and is sitting here going, that is not exactly how it happened. So Penny Cook, who played yep. Dr. Ellie, or whatever her name was, mm-hmm. she was going out with another doctor or lawyer or something who's this you know, handsome yep. sort of blonde guy. Uh, there was also a series of like killings going on. As it turns out that, you know, Mr. Perfect Boyfriend is actually this child killer called Mr. Bad. And Mr. Bad used to paint half of his face silver and half of his face black. Black. Like, uh, like almost like a bad kiss, like bad kiss maker. Yeah. He looked like a kiss fan who hadn't put in that much effort. Yeah, that's right. And it was the, the thing about it was it was. E Street, so it's 7.30 time slot. So this is a pretty, like, full-on serial killer kind of storyline. Yeah. Or maybe... And I hang on, were they 7.30? Uh, maybe 8.30. Like, wasn't it a kind of, like, yeah, you know, an bit, adult drama? It's a bit adult. Yeah. But anyhow, for the day, it was, like, it was it was pretty full-on. And, well, actually, you can even do that these days. Could you have a child killer, like, multiple child killer on TV? Like, could you even get that across on, like, Pack to the Rafters or something like that? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really watch those shows to know, but I imagine you can. Like, after 8.30, you could. Yeah, like I mean, but I, would they do it? Is what I'm asking. Like, you know, East Street kind of they had a fairly anarchic. Don't they have like they, like they, a bit racy things in like you know Home and Away and stuff? Like I don't really watch it, but but sure. I always like you know you always hear you know um, a current affair promos where they're like you know talking about the filth that our kids are watching on things like Home and Away. I mean, I've never never saw an episode where Elf started a meth lab, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Like I never saw that episode of Home and Away where Donald Fisher. Uh, Breaking Bad style decided <laughs> to use been, his high school chemistry skills awesome. to, you know, to put together a meth lab out the back <laughs> of the surf club. I guess, though, that, that, that kind of salacious Aussie drama, though, we haven't had one on Canal Road. It was probably the last attempt at that. Like, uh, you know, because there was East Street and then there was that Paradise Beach and there was a couple other that were trying to be a bit more adult, maybe even showed a bit of tit or something every now and then. But then... 
That what was the one a, that um, Rachel Taylor, uh, Matthew Newton's? No, that was another soap, Headland. Headland. Yeah. I guess Underbelly is the equivalent now. It's got, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. Underbelly. Of underbelly course. would be it. Yeah. Can I just briefly on that, Rachel? And obviously, we won't go into the, the whole Matthew Newton, Rachel Taylor thing too much because, you know, it's <laughs> awkward. <not> funny. <laughs> uh, but there is one element of it that they've been reporting in the last couple of days that I just find apparently he like allegedly he flew into a rage after when they were in rome this italian man came over and started flirting with her right this is what they're reporting right if that is true it's italy have you been italy no oh my god like every guy hits on every woman 24 hours a day shamelessly at one stage when amy and i were in rome this 14-year-old boy has come up to Amy, looked her up and down just brazenly. Then I've arrived, like, and he's realised that, you know, that, that we were there together. And he's then looked at me and given me the double finger gun salute <laughs> with a nice one, mate, sort of yeah. thing. 14 years old. If you got married in Italy, the priest would be cracking <laughs> onto your wife right up to I do. Like the priest would be like, "Are you sure we still we can still go and do it in the rectory?" Like you know, it's anyway. Don't get punchy when an Italian guy hits on your missus. That's that's my moral for the kids who are listening. Mister Bad painted his face yeah. black and silver, silver, yeah, and then just killed people. Yeah, no, well, I can't. I think he must have been. I think he. Oh man, this is where we're going to run to church. Should yeah. I look it up? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll look it up. All right, so we're back. I couldn't actually find any information on the exact storyline, but I can piece it together. I said Penny it's Cook. It's disappointing, internet. It is Have a look at yourself. Seriously. Like, if the internet is not meant to be clogged up with, like, people writing, like, you know, entire precies of East Street storyline, then what is the internet for? <laughs> well, they have, they, they have descriptions of the plot, but it's no more illuminating than what we already know, which is that he was a serial killer yeah. sadist who terrorized the characters of East Street. Mm. Was, and painted himself up. That's right. And painted I like that up. he went to that effort. Yeah, that's <laughs> like you know what the thing is because it didn't disguise him. It was clearly that guy with silver and black paint on. Yeah, he wasn't worried about being anonymous. No, he just gave himself. He was flamboyant. Totally. He was like, I know I'm killing people, but you know, there's no excuse not to bring a little bit of theatre. Is that is a that, little bit of magic? Do you reckon that's why John Wayne Gacy is such a like a terrifying real life serial killer? Is because the whole yeah. clown thing? Well, he went to an effort. Yeah, you know, before he left the house. But I don't think he ever killed in his clown makeup. It's not like. Uh, but Mister Bad did. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Bad would have yeah, a night have... of killing and he would have to come home from like, come home, get the blood stains out of his clothes and then get some cold cream on yeah. his face. Yeah, and better not fall asleep without yeah. taking it off first because he'd have a Mr. Bad print on his... Uh, the amount of times he woke up with fake tan all over the sheets and the silver and black face <laughs> on the pillowcase. Well, I could, uh, so I'll tell you what happened with Mr. Bad. So right. they uh, captured him in the original storyline, right? And, yeah. and, and he was imprisoned somewhere or whatever. Now, in real life, the actor who, was, who had played Mr. Bad refused to come back. So they hired another actor and had this storyline where he got his face burnt or burnt with acid or something like that and so had to put a sack over his face. And they did this long arcing storyline, which is Mr. Bad and he escapes from prison and he's got this bag over his head. So he's like the elephant man and he's like <sighs> underneath and he goes back to E Street. And you think that, oh, you know, Mr. Bad is about to start like his second rampage. Yeah. But then, and they, they stretched out for episode after episode. Then what happens is you find out that he actually is going back to save, like, someone at East Street. And through flashbacks, they show that... Because originally in the flashbacks, which showed that Mr. Bag was guilty, it would be him down at a river with his face painted silver and black, 
you know, and he's got a knife in his hand and he's waving his hand to a little girl. And yeah. that was like, oh, he's guilty. But then later on, they shot that same flashback but inserted a scene where he had been hunting with his face painted silver and black or something and found, like, this girl injured and turned around and, you know... So everyone thought he was a serial killer and then, yeah. you know... He, it's all good. Yeah. But it's not... I mean, you painted your face to go out hunting <laughs> in the middle of the night and you stumbled Don't upon a dead little child. girl dead in front then of you. Then you're like, oh, this is awkward. When the actor says no, just don't... Just let it go. Like, just move on. Or, you know what? Just recast it. They do it yeah. all the time in TV shows and no one would have noticed. Well, wasn't there five Pippers in Home and Away or something? Well, there was like which a one's, new... Which one's Pippa? Oh, Pippa was the one who'd adopted all the kids. And at one oh, stage, yeah. I, I can't think... I not even remember. What's the, at so one what's stage the central... She, what, how did... Home and Away start? I don't even remember. I don't really remember how it started, but it's yeah, based in um, Summer Bay. Yeah. And like you got the, the surf club. Yeah. And you got the it, school. It used to be about a family though, didn't it? The one that Sally was yes. in. Yes. And the, Pippa and Michael, okay. I want to say, yeah. um, adopted all these kids. And it was basically a story about... So they couldn't have their Well, own. they weren't our foster parents, I think. So Michael couldn't have any... He couldn't... What? He just couldn't get his wife pregnant. I, I don't really remember. I that was know, the depressing episodes of I don't know if it's saw was just the kids are all out of the surf club, whatever, and mm. they're just in bed. They're reading. It's like nine thirty on a Saturday night, and she's like, "Just I just why don't why don't you want to touch me anymore?" Pippa and, and Michael down at the uh, the IVF the the local Summer Bay IVF treatment, you know, and she's patting him on the back, saying, "It doesn't make you less of a man." And he's yeah. like, "It does. You don't understand. It does." Donald Fisher's out there sticking it to a different woman every night. No- oh, I don't know. Is Donald Fisher married? Uh, I don't know. A flathead. I like to think that uh, Donald Fisher was just out like at the uh, 40s and over clubs every night. Yeah, he was. That's what he was like. That's why they called him flathead. Because uh, he, he would bait his hook and he would like... Dragging a flathead. Dragging a flathead. No, his penis was shaped exactly like a flathead fish. That was like... You, you knew when you'd been with the flathead. It's like... <laughs> So yeah, um, uh, yeah. So Donald Fisher had a penis that looked like with the flathead fish, and uh, Elf Stewart, of course, had an STD and had a flaming mongrel. Come on, no, um, uh, <laughs> nothing to see here. Move on. Uh, so they had all these kids. I had a rumor that uh, I think Michael drowned. What in a river? I'm pretty sure Michael drowned in a flood Are or in a river or something. Home, home and away guy or a neighbors guy growing up. Neighbors, you had to be neighbors. Um, I uh, didn't really fuck off. What is he? What is he chewing? He, uh, he wants to... He, <laughs> is he eating your thong? No, he's got a ball. Okay. He wants to play with the ball. Junior, no, stop it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I didn't really get into any of them. I liked... The first kind of major soapy I got into was East Street. Okay, right. Yeah. How did you get through primary school not watching Neighbours? Uh, because we had two TV channels and neither of them had Neighbours. Ah, right. So <laughs> it's pretty easy. You fucking dodged a, like a... Well, no, you probably missed out on a piece of Australian... TV history. I remember going, like driving, well not driving because I was about 13, but like getting my parents to drive me to Mafra. Now Mafra is um, about... Somewhere from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) We shall go to Mafra and cast the ring into the pits of Mordor. (laughs) Dad's like, Will, have you got your elven bread (laughs) before we go on this excursion? What's a Mafra? What's, what's a Mafra? Ma- well, around my area, there was like... So I the nearest town that I lived near was Hayfield. Yeah. Hayfield had like 2,000 people. But I lived in a place called Denison, which had like 150 people. It was a rural community. There was a town hall, but no town. <laughs> there, was, there was a town the hall. Town went ba- the town went bankrupt when they all put in to build a hall and not houses for this themselves. Is, this is true. There was a town hall and some tennis courts. And that was it. No town. That was all the infrastructure that that that, that Denison had, right? No shops. 
We'd often have town hall meetings to discuss whether we should have shops. So how, that, did, how did they bid for the 2000 Olympic Games? <laughs> well... <laughs> we had, have a town hall they had, and two tennis courts. We've got somewhere for the opening and closing ceremony. <laughs> we'll, and set up a, tennis. Uh, we'll set up a barbecue stand over there. Yes. Uh, Two dollar snags. Yep. Uh, we can do the uh, we can do the hundred meters around the lake. Yep. And uh, oh, javelin and discus out in the don't hit the cows. But <laughs> and uh, we look. We haven't got a combination sorted, but we thought we could billet you guys out to yep. Hatfield. Billet. <laughs> That'd be great. Did you have a billet, man? That is the worst way to travel. Um, when I was on like the... Playing junior sports, like billeting. And yeah, junior like. sports. And I did this thing, um, the Lions Youth of the Year, this public speaking competition. And like the prize was each of the state winners. You're a public speaker. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, the, the, each of the state winners got this trip, this like four-week, five-week trip around Australia. But in each state you went to, we were all billeted by Lions Club families. Yeah, right. Yeah. What is Lions Club? Um, they're, 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 a, they're the mitts, right? Yeah, the mitts. That's them. <laughs> what are they, they have made a lot of money on mitts. <laughs> and they're giving some of it back to the community. What is, uh, what, what is it they're a, for? They're a service organisation. For community return, service. Or just general community yeah, service. Yeah, community service. Like Apex or, you know, any of those sort of organisations. What's Apex? They're a community service organisation. <laughs> I've never heard of them. What do they make? What lollies do they make? <laughs> I, only, I only know them by the little boxes you get uh, on, you know, when you go into Hertz rental car and there's yeah. always like a box. Well, Lions Club, yeah, they have the mints. And when you win Youth of the Year, by the way, as many mints as you want. Are you serious? Yeah, bo- bo- like a big box of mints. Big, Lion bo- Club big mints. box of mints. That's yeah. like a vocal warm-up. Yeah, big box of mints. <laughs> Not a big box of mints, which... The vegetarians hate when they get a big box of mints. That's right. He's like, could you please get me a big box of mints? (laughs) And they get it confused. And then there's a big box full of mints. It's just, you know, it's it's awkward. But um, so you were young lion of the year. So, you know, there's like Rotary. There's Rotary. There's Apex. There's the Lions Club. They're all community service organizations where people get together to just better the community. It's a really cool idea that I think our generation has kind of... You know, our community is online or our community is cyberspace or whatever. But these are just, these were just blokes who on a Tuesday night would get together and go down to the Lions Club or whatever. And what was the Lions Club? They had a club? Yeah. Sounds cool too, doesn't it? What's the a, Lions, yeah, the Lions Club? club. Sounds like there'd be, you know, chairs and actual lions. Yeah, totally. I'm thinking like a strip club. <laughs> Come down the fucking lions. What was no, I lions thought the good club? ones, I think the good ones were the, um, is, is who are the ones with the secret handshake? The Masons. Masons. Yeah, I think the Masons, that's where all the good shit went on. The You know, the eyes wide shut shit was at the Masons. <laughs> Just like a blood orgies. <laughs> yeah. My friend Joe Layton, her dad uh, was in the Masons and I like I always wanted to know. I imagined it was like the stonecutters from the Simpsons. Like I yeah. imagined it was just like, you know. Drinking games. Drinking and games. Paddling guys' and asses. And totally. Yeah. Weird fraternity style sexual pranks. and Yeah, man. I, I wonder. There was, a, there was a Masonic hall around the corner from where I grew up and yeah. they used to hire it out all the time. And uh, I remember, because it's really weird. Growing up Catholic, I guess you're taught to be naturally suspicious of other systems of belief yeah. <laughs> in a really a tolerant way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love one another as I have loved you, yeah. but not the Jews yeah. or the Muslims or yeah. anyone else. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, I remember like my family kind of building up this myth around like what went in there. I honestly thought there were men who'd go in there, they'd walk in in like, you know, then all day clothes and they'd get in and they'd strip off down and there'd be lizards underneath, yeah. you know, and they'd put on cloaks. Because there was also that, and do you remember the Mooney uh, cult, the the Filipino Mooney Mooney cult? It was like no, there's like a Christian cult in the 70s called the Moonies. Yeah. Started in the Philippines with a guru, 
and that was really big. I mean, I, I don't know if they did anything bad beyond. What were they into? They were just they're they're a Christian. They're a cult. They're a, yeah. like a religious cult. Based but like, but you know, how there's like different cults. Like there's the ones where you get the free sneakers, and there's the ones where you cut off your nuts so you can fly to another planet. And you know, there's all sorts of. You know, like a lot of cults just seem to be like, you know, hey, I'm like a guy with long hair and some ideas. I'd really love to be married to nine people. Let's get around it. Well, I think isn't it the majority of those kind of cults? Like, wasn't the David Koresh one? I mean, they're de- derivations of Christianity. Mm. Well, not really Christianity, but like a lot of them come from like the Old Testament or whatever. So they're all variations of a theme, which is like community with a leader who generally gets to have sex with all the women. Or Would you be into that? been the leader of a cult yeah yeah i reckon so what about polygamy if you like if, if they legalize polygamy and you could be married to more than one person would you marry more than one person if they were up for it really yeah totally i think if i mean i find it hard enough to concentrate on one not if they started like if it if polygamy came in like became popular now if yeah. we'd been raised with it it'd be a lot easier i think men and women have been well monogamy has been the dominant yeah uh you know way of uh, interaction so i think that I'm I'm open to anything. Like I find it hard enough to like handle one person. Like, but, but what's imagine the... how many people are going to annoy you while you're trying to watch the footy? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just don't think I'd be into polygamy. I don't even change hands when I masturbate. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Look, the thing about polygamy—if you had the Jack Thompson deal going—I mean, it wasn't he yeah. going living with two sisters? Two sisters. Yeah, I believe. I mean, now they and they were okay. See, has he ever been Australian of the year? Oh, I'm sure he would have been. Something. Should have been. He would have been. Should have been for the two sisters. How can you live in a committed, like, but essentially married, polygamous he, relationship with two sisters? Yeah. The just fact makes that him the coolest off, guy in the world. But it makes me think... He went to the extremes of a polygamous relationship. No. A sexual relationship where two... Not saying the sisters were sexually, no. but, mm. you know, he was obviously having sex with both of them yeah. individually. Maybe a threesome, who knows? No, that'd be weird. Why would that be too fun? Not that. Because then it's incest. Other, so you'd never fuck two sisters? No. Why not? I don't know. I think that would be incest. Well, not if they're, like... They don't have to have sex with each other. They're taking turns on you. I oh, know, but if they're all three there, yeah, the shit's going to get caught up. What do you mean? Don't you think? What, emotional shit? No, just shit. Like, you know, as in, like, bits and pieces. Like, if there's three of you oh, in yes, bed they, together, at no, some stage, bits and pieces not, are going to... Not if it's two girls. Maybe it's two brothers they might get tangled <laughs> up. But the two girls don't have, like, the... Uh, there's a, there's a, yeah, but it's not, like, it's not like the Brady Bunch. You're not going to put a line down the middle of the room and say no one can cross over this side. Well, you could if you wanted to. If so. you had two sisters who wanted to have sex with you, I'm pretty sure you could say, well, look, if you're willing to go that far, no. let's lay down one well, more that's rule. that's my thing with Jack Thompson is if, he's so, if he has, like, that touch that he can convince two sisters to live in a relationship with him, he can negotiate anything. Anytime Australia should have to negotiate something, they should send Jack Thompson in. Like, it doesn't matter what... We've got to yeah, negotiate some it, trade deal with America. Send Jack Thompson in. Yeah, totally. If he can convince two, two sisters, women, two sisters, two sisters, to live with him in a committed relationship. Yeah, he definitely deserves props for that. Yeah, totally. But I don't think it ended well. I saw him on... Um, it didn't end well, but like after it. 20 years or something. How would it work? What if he uh, decides to marry... Could you marry... You can't... No, polygamy. You can't. Can't marry two. But he could marry one for five years and the other for another five. It's like, yeah. I'll keep it six months at your place, six months at mine. <laughs> and just count both. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like a shift worker. Like he's down the mines, three weeks on, two weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a big house. Do you think? Well, is it like... Do you reckon there would have been three bedrooms or only two? I don't Jack know. Jack just bounced. Is it, I guess Jack bounced. Because if, if one, of you, one of them kicked you out, you can go and yeah. sleep with that one. What if they're both shitty with you? Uh, Jack's on the couch. <laughs> Jack's like, I'm going to America. 
I'm going to make another movie. He was a cool motherfucker. Jack he Thompson. is a cool motherfucker. He's cool. He's still cool. But like, Jesus, man, like in the 70s, like he was just male. Like if you grew up in Australia, like you wanted to be Jack Thompson. And he's got that voice too. He's got that, like, I mean, you do look at those great Australian actors, like, you know, your Jack Thompsons or your Russell Crowe's or even Sam Worthington to a certain degree. They've got that great voice, that voice you just like. So, but it's great. It's just that it's that VB voiceover voice yeah. that I've got eighteen testicles. I've got a deep voice. I've it's, and it's beautiful too. It's like a beautiful voice to listen to, Jack Thompson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, it's funny. Like he, have you seen him? Um, he's done a couple of American films like recently since he sort of became like an elder statesman. I want to say recently, like last ten years, <clears throat> he did. Um, Broken Arrow, that John Travolta, Christian. Yeah, Stanley that's film. right. Played like an played American general. general or yeah, 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 yeah. And he did a Clint Eastwood film, but it's so funny because as he's gotten older, he's kind of uh, physically come to personify the classic American-looking yeah. <laughs> kind of like he general looks like on a military. fat southern yeah, general. Like, yeah, totally. Because he did that Midnight in the Garden of Good and oh, Evil. Oh, that's the one. That's Where? the Clint Eastwood film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, who's that other Aussie actor? Alan Dale, the guy who used to be Jim Robinson. Jim Robinson in Neighbours, and now like he's in. He was in. But 24. don't you think he's like a classic he American archetype, like a businessman? Lost. He's like a Gordon Gecko kind of like he's. But he's perfect. in every show. Yeah, Jim Robinson. Yeah, I know. He did like what twenty years. Who would have thought that of all the actors who were on Neighbours, you know, and like you know, some of them obviously you know your Kylie Minogue's, but even like your Jason Donovans and your yeah Craig McLaughlin's and people who were like you know, and yeah, even Jesse Spencer and people like that have gone it. But like of all of them, Alan Dale. You could argue Alan Dale has been the most successful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what? No, you couldn't. (laughs) As an actor, yeah, Guy Pearce. Well, okay, recently. Like, Guy Pearce doesn't really do anything anymore. What does Guy Pearce do? Doesn't he, Guy Pearce just, like, smoke weed for three years and then make some really edgy art house film and then go back and smoke weed in, <laughs> like, a Adam cupboard Sand- for he did, he, did three- Adam, he did an Adam Sandler film. Guy Pearce did? Yes. Bedtime Stories. You know, I mean, it, it, it's exactly shit happened. <laughs> Bedtime <laughs> Stories. Adam Sandler plays a, a father who, like, you know, a man-child father yeah. who has to take... Adam Sandler plays a man-child. Kids. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he... Uh, it's something like he reads them a story and whatever he reads them in the story happens the next day or something like that. So if he, if in his story, like the prince uh, gets the girl the next day, he would get the girl. So oh. he starts telling his kids stories, making oh. stuff happen. Yeah. But um, Guy Pierce plays like the snooty bad guy. The, really? Yeah, I think he... It's not that he's playing it gay, but very, very camp. Like the guy right. is very sort of like, his nose is in the air and he's... Theatrical. Very theatrical. Yeah. But like with this like really smarmy New York American accent, his hair's all blonde and stuff. You should totally see it. Really? Well, I reckon. Guy I reckon he. I reckon he just he he waved away the bong smoke. <laughs> it was like fuck. Need to pay some bills. Getting good on him, man. Like he's a fucking great actor and he does good films. He is a great actor. I mean, I, I, I think he's high, more highly regarded than Alan Dale. I'd say most like Hollywood agents would know who Guy Pearce was, and only a few would know Alan Dale. Oh right, no, I mean, I, yeah, I take your point, but Alan Dale works a lot, and that is, is my, my five minute defense <laughs> of Guy Pearce. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to in any way impinge. Uh, like, no. You know, no, but Alan impinge, Dale has sorry, had a, a amazing, no. amazing He's in everything. But I just feel like every time I turn on an American TV drama series, Alan Dale's in it. Yeah, totally. And he would have also um, had that thing. Like it's the it's almost the Kate Ritchie thing where he, he... made a sex tape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> inappropriate uh that's the kate ritchie sex tape not the Sally guy Mo- ritchie not the, not the guy 
the guy Richie's Gary next though. We can't just understand just anything. Madonna yelling at him and him crying in the corner curled up. Oh no, I was more imagining a sex tape that Guy Ritchie had directed. Oh right, yeah. So like you know, slow mo ramping, yeah, all come flying out at one speed. Then all these people down. talking incomprehensible accents <laughs> that you can't understand in some sort of weird British idiom. Really cool soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan Dale, uh, he was on that show for twenty years, like Kate Ritchie was on Home and Away for twenty yeah. years, and like I think. He, what happens with those actors is that, you know, they're like, they become institutionalized. Everyone's like, ah, oh, you know, well, I'll never be able to work again because you'll only ever know them as being Jim Robinson or what was she on yeah. Home and Away? Sally. Um, uh... Sally Robinson, whatever. Sally on Home and Away. But then, like, the, a new generation rolls over and it's like, hey, you know, we don't know this person. And Alan Dale was so smart. Like, he probably made enough that he bought a house or whatever mm. and then goes to the States and, like, they ever like they they discover him all over again. It's amazing though, isn't it? Because like, he's like forties or fifties too, which yeah. is not fucking easy to do. As which an actor. means that like ten years from now, all those parts of American presidents and business leaders could well be played by Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony from totally. Neighbours could be that guy. I don't think Tony quite has the uh, uh, powerful, you know, <laughs> austere. Build. When you think of you know disgraced American presidential character or evil genius who's no. trying to get back to an island, no, he could Toady could go over and do any any role that Oliver Platt currently yeah. plays. <laughs> Toady could play Oliver Platt. I love Oliver Platt. Why does he not get more work? Fat. <laughs> uh, he gets. No, he gets. I mean, he's an indie guy. He's yeah. he's, he's one of the, he falls in the guy Pierce category where I think. Look, I reckon those actors would have all have had their shot at the brass ring at one stage or another, where they've done a film, it's got a bit of heat. They get pushed for something big. They'll do like a Michael Bay movie or or whatever, and it does for whatever reason it doesn't catch fire. Then I guess they've got a choice. They go, well, I can just lick my wounds and and stick to what people like me for and what I'll get regular work at, or I can try again and potentially never work again. Because I think the, the risk for those actors is if they keep trying to do the big crossover film and it doesn't work, then the guys who the fans who originally liked them, you know, back away. I mean, Nicolas Cage is probably the only exception to that. Like, his fucking career is amazing. Remember how he, where he was when he started, like, Raising Arizona, Vampire yeah. Kiss? And then he got, like, muscular? Yeah. And, like, started doing Michael Bay movies. And The Rock is a really good film. I'll stand up for that one. I think that's a, a really good I think um, Con Air is one of the great oh, action really? films. I can watch Con Air. <sighs> I mean, it's camp. No, no. And yeah, over the top. Oh, look, I mean, with that many awesome actors in it, how can you not? I like enjoy it very much. And every time, it's it's like I'm Foxtel all the time, you know. And I, I'll watch a couple of minutes. I'll just yeah. watch a couple of minutes. And then, like, you know, 45 minutes later, you, you, you're still there. I, I just think, uh, you know, I like those sort of... But he also, of course, you know, did uh, has done some of the most those National Treasure movies. Yeah, and, like, but he, it seems. I mean, obviously, all the stuff about his finances and you know, his seventeen million dollars in debt and his. Well, because he kind of like doesn't he keep buying like houses that are made out of cake and like you know really ridiculous <laughs> really, things like that. Yeah, he's got that kind of Michael Jackson syndrome. It's like he's like oh, you know he, he he has no money left from his films, but, he's but he strapped. also owns all of Elvis's pubes and yeah. stuff like that. But he, but he works a lot. Like he, yeah. I mean, he's one of the most bankable stars. They did that thing where they calculate value for money, and he's yeah. still in the top ten in terms. Like he's more than Tom Cruise now. Like Nicolas Cage is a reliable bet if you put him in a film, and he seems to do like four or five films a year. And if he's getting twenty million dollars, like you know, as a regular star, how can he be in debt? Like I, I think, well, understand. I think he's he's one of those guys too who just like he's he goes by the theory of if I throw enough shit at the wall, one of them will stick. Yeah, yeah. You know, he goes, I'll just keep making films, and you can just choose the ones you like. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. I'll just keep making. No, I think he just squanders his money though. Does like at one stage during that tax thing, 
I saw a newspaper article, which I admit I didn't read all of, so if I'm getting the details of this wrong, but it said Nicolas Cage may be in so much financial trouble that he will have to sell his castle. And I thought that that one sentence (laughs) summed up pretty much everything that was wrong. Nicholas Cage is in so much financial trouble, he's going to have to sell his gold jet-powered car. (laughs) Nicholas Cage will have to sell his hoverboard. The the one prototype from Back to the... And his flying bike. (laughs) And even his spare flying bike that he has in the garage. All right, we'll, uh, we'll bring it to a close on the nice secular uh, yeah, work of we got Will, Will's joke-making. There we go. I don't, I don't know um, if we finished talking about um, all the things that we started talking about, but we'll just get back to them well, another time. We can get back to them. We can get back to them. Why, why don't we... Well, do you want to do, do a double episode? All right, yeah. I mean, okay. obviously, people listen to it <laughs> wait for now. But you can listen to it whenever you want. Stuff. You can make your own double episodes. Get yeah. last week's episode. We're going we're, we're to come back. I don't know what we didn't round off. I think we were talking about uh, Mr. Bad. Oh, he's true. No, we go. I'm gonna look up. Yeah. Do your own research. Do your own research. <laughs> but um, hit us up on Facebook. Come become a fan of the show if you like it. Um, oh, you know what I do need to tell you about next episode? What? Is the Helpman Awards. Oh, yeah, Because we yeah, talked yeah. about that last episode and I, I wanted to tell you what it was all like. So even though this is the follow-on episode, this would be the place to talk about it. Let's talk about it next episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hope no huge news story break between now and when you hear this episode about the Helpman Awards. Will gets the award taken back or something on recount. You know that happened when I used to do this show called The Glass House and um, we used to tape two episodes. Uh, like I think I'm, maybe we taped on a Saturday or whatever. And uh, we'd we tape two episodes and one would go to air the following Wednesday and then the next one would go to air the Wednesday after. And we were only about... We ended up doing 218 episodes of that show, but this was about episode eight. So very, very early on. We've done this double record <laughs> on September the 9th. Yeah. 2001. <laughs> uh, so, um, one of those episodes has never, ever gone air because we would have had an episode that would have aired a few days after September 11 that would have started with me saying, well, it's been a big week. How about those Wiggles? Because the Wiggles had been named BRW's like highest, richest entertainers and my entire monologue was about that. Uh. It would have been like I just ignored... The plane flying into the building and just, we, ne- we never showed it. Luckily, with our not very topical newsy podcast, <laughs> we should be fine. Uh, yeah, so yep. hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, tune in next week for Will's Helpman Stories. 